Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and I'm with my lovely wife, Rachel, and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool. We want to challenge and inspire you to take it to new heights. And we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way in this adventure of a lifetime. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Today's show is titled, Why January is a Great Time to Start Homeschooling. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So it's uh, January. (laughs) Not the typical time when people start their homeschooling journey or any school journey. People typically start in the fall, August, September. But here we are in the middle of the year where you're halfway through. You've had a holiday break. You're starting a new year and people do think of, okay, what, what do I need to do to improve my life? Whether it's setting goals, uh, starting exercise programs, taking, getting things refreshed in a lot of ways. It's a new year. So new beginnings. That could be one reason. But why, why is this time mid-year a great time to start homeschooling? Well, I mean, I'm going to say that there's, it's always a good time to start homeschooling. So, I mean, <clears throat> right. that's my caveat. It doesn't have to be mid-year. It could be halfway through the fall or halfway through the spring. I think whenever the Holy Spirit falls upon you and convicts you to do this, do this, right? And, I, and I'm just going to say, I think I've said this before, but I'm going to say that I think a whole lot more people are convinced and convicted by the Holy Spirit that they should homeschool than actually do. But... Having said that, I think January is a great time to start because you've got an abbreviated year. Right. And so when you start in the fall, that's awesome, obviously. Again, I think any time's a good time to start homeschooling. But if you make the decision in January, and it, like you said a minute ago, there could be a lot of reasons. I'm imagining one could just be you've got everybody home and maybe some things come to light that you didn't know. Maybe you see some character issues you're concerned about or some outplays of some exposure to some worldview that's very concerning to you. Or you see some deficiencies or some challenges, maybe some learning challenges come to, to fore. Or maybe it's Sibling rivalry, relationship issues, maybe it's disrespect for parents or rudeness or whatever. And I'm going to suggest to you, all of those are really good reasons, right? Really good reasons to pull your kids out of the government schools. So let's say that you've done that. One of the real great reasons to do it in January is because May is really not that far off. When you start in the fall... Let's say you start in the end of August or the beginning of September. May really is a long way off. It looks a long way off, and it can feel overwhelming. It can feel overwhelming, and it can just, it can, yeah, it can just be super heavy on you looking that far in advance. But if you start in January, May's not that far down the pike, and you can sort of ease in. It's winter. It's a great time to just start those family read-alouds together. You can snuggle up on the sofa if you've got littles. And even, I'm going to argue, and I think we've talked about this before, read-alouds don't end with 
the sixth grade. It's something that you can do the whole time your kids are at home. We did read-alouds through high school with our kids, and it was great. So the winter's a great time to snuggle up and start doing the read-alouds. And you can just spend that time reading really good literature with your kids and really getting to know them and lay the foundation to continue the next fall. Right. Because it's an abbreviated year, as you said, there's uh, less of that overwhelming feeling. Right. Then you can say, okay, yeah, I can I can do January to uh-huh. April or January to May. I can make that happen. And then not only does it feel less overwhelming, but it gives you a period of time to work out some of the bugs, mm-hmm. take a summer break, right, and then start in the fall with a full year in front of you and some experience behind you right. to say, okay, now, now we can tweak these things from that half a year experience and we, we can make a really good full year coming up. Exactly. You do in half a year what it takes some of the rest of us to take a whole year to figure out. And I, I do think... I've talked to a lot of parents over the years, having spoken across the country and even around the world at homeschool events and conferences, and boy, Davis, you've had these conversations too when someone says, you know, my kid came and asked me to homeschool and I didn't do it. And I really think that I have a whole presentation entitled Chill Out, um, Attention Obsessive Compulsive Perfectionist Control Freaks, Chill Out. And I really do believe that presentation speaks to the hesitancy of a lot of parents to home educate because they tend to be obsessive, compulsive, perfectionist, control freaks. And guess what? They can't figure out how to fit homeschool into that because it doesn't. And that's actually why I developed that presentation using the words chill out because it, we've got to refocus on who this is actually about. And our lives are not our own. And they're supposed to be in word and deed for the glory of God. And so sometimes in January, it doesn't take your kids stepping too far out of the system in the classroom to realize, I really don't want to go back to that. And so I just want to speak to the parents whose kids have come home. And they're like, please don't make me go back. Don't make them go back. I'm That's just right. going to say you need to listen to them. We have, we've done a really weird thing as a culture. I, I do believe in the power of hard times and hard issues maturing our kids. I think that there's something to be said for that, that that's important. That's a real-world experience. But I think the institutions that are now known as the government system, that— it's a different world now. It's not just about coming of age. It's about indoctrination against the things of God. In the most aggressive ways. In the most aggressive ways. There's even the grooming. There's all the sexualization of children. I mean, this has become so much <laughs> more serious from a moral and spiritual perspective. And I can imagine your kids are, are going, they're going, okay, we go to church and let's say, just for the argument, so we go to church, and I go to youth group, and we actually pray, and then I get on a bus, and I go to school, and they say everything exactly the opposite of what we did all week here at home. And they're they're looking at these two things, and they're trying to make sense of these two things. And God bless them if they come to you and say, please don't make me go back. Right. Well, and it's not only are we encouraging you to listen to them, but... January makes for a great time 
to make that change. Yeah. Even if it wasn't on your radar as a parent, when your kid comes to you, if they come to you in, during the longer Christmas, New Year break, and your child might even have to have some courage to ask you, please don't send me back. I'm nervous. I don't like the following. I'm being bullied. Uh, they're uncomfortable. Whatever their reasons what are. What about all the things they can't say Don't Don't tell them to just be tough. To Back just, up. Yeah. You know, get, get it together. You can make it. Be strong. They're saying things that, they're, that they can't articulate. Right. And... January, because of that break, creates an opportunity for some conversation, but more than anything, an opportunity for you to get them out of the system and start afresh. It's a brand new year, so mm-hmm. mom, dad, think of it as a January new beginning, a new year, a fresh start. Make the change. It's going to be hard for you. you, you you've probably been resistant because of that, but Okay, if, if you haven't been resistant and you your kid asks you or you, you've decided as the parent, we're not doing this anymore, and now it's January, don't think that you sh- wish you would have started in September or August. Thank God you're at that place now, and this is actually a great opportunity for you because of all the things we said. It's You can make it through a half year. You can figure a few things out. You don't have to get it perfect. And then... You can learn from everything in this spring semester, January to April or May, then tweak a few things during the summer and start next fall without feeling as overwhelmed because you've had real life experience doing this, worked a few bugs out, talked to some folks, gone to some support groups, read some blogs, listened to some podcasts, and now you feel much more prepared and ready for a whole school year and a whole family homeschool experience. You know, I remember there was a conference that we were at this last year, and there was a woman that came up to me. Well, I was actually working the booth, and she was just sort of, she was interested in the stuff at the table, but trying not to be, she was too cool to be too interested, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I said, I said, can I help you? And she goes, I really don't want to do this. And I thought, wow, wow, there is some honesty. That that's pretty powerful. And I said, okay, I get it. And I said, I didn't want to do this either. And that really got her attention that she was bold enough to be honest and I was bold enough to hit it back over the net to her, right? I want to speak to the parents out there. You know. And you know, she even said to me, we continued our conversation and she shared why she was even at the conference, right? And Over the last, I would say, two years, we've seen people come to conference that wouldn't come to conference, right? We've had conversation with people that are just like, daggummit, God's been moving me about this for years, and I haven't wanted to do it. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And I just want to say, your God is big enough for that. For you to just say, look, I don't want to do this. This is not part of my plan. I am not feeling this. This is not what I do. Those people that do that are weird. God is big enough to take that. So as we were talking, I was talking with this mom, and I told her our story, which we've shared here before. And I said, I said, well, have you found some some good stuff here? She goes, I have been blown away by my options, the support that's available to me, how real the people are. She goes, I've gone to a few of the workshops, and I just, I had no idea And I said, so what are you thinking? She goes, 
I know what God's going to ask me to do if I pray about it. And I smiled and I said, so your plan is not to pray about it? <laughs> you know, I mean, she's sitting there and she knows. I just got to say, I, I really believe this is true in my own life. And so I'm going to boldly suggest that it's probably true for other people too. I don't think we are fuzzy on what God wants us to do. I really don't think that's it. But I want to dare people. I get it. You didn't start in August or September. You put it off again. God has been laying this on you. I'm just going to dare you. Why not? Why not step out and do what God has asked you to do? The God who parted the Red Sea, the God who fell the walls of Jericho, the God who resurrected Jesus from the death. That God is asking you to do something. And all of us would have liked to be at any one of those events. And he is offering us an opportunity to be at that event in our own homes as we home educate our kids. And we're saying, yeah, no, thank you. So I just want to suggest, why not take God up on what he's offering you to do? All right, we're going to take a quick break and return to this conversation. So hold on, we'll be right back. We want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based curricula for homeschooling families with hundreds of number one awards. Now, that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. All right, welcome back. So we were just talking about how some moms may be thinking, oh, I don't want to pray about this because I know what God's going to say. And it's January, and I really just want to go back to my old routines. But let's say you have said that prayer, maybe reluctantly, and God sure enough is saying, yeah, we're starting homeschooling this this January, right now, in the middle of the year, which just doesn't seem like the right time because you should start when the school year starts. But we're saying not only is January a great time to start homeschooling. So if you're listening to this for the first time, you searched for some podcasts on homeschooling, you found us, we're telling you, not just because it's January, but because of experience and things we've seen, that January is actually a great time to start. So you are starting at a great time right now. Here's the deal, too. So I can imagine that you're starting to feel like, okay, I should have done it in August and I didn't, but I can't start in January because I'm not ready. Okay, here's the deal. You're never going to be ready. You're never going to be ready. You are never going to have it all thought out. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not against preparation. Make sure that you hear me. But I do believe that if we perpetually wait until we are ready, we are never going to be ready. And we will just endlessly put off doing what God has asked us to do. God asks us to do what He wants us to do, and He's going to pave the way. He is going to do what needs to be done. I'm just going to tell you, we pulled our son out on a Friday, and we started home educating on a Monday, and I was not prepared. I graduated number seven from our homeschool 
in May. And I still wasn't ever ready for any year. And you know why? Because God was constantly meeting our needs and constantly coming and giving us. Did I plan? You bet I planned. Did I pray? You bet I prayed. But the point is that it is a man, an idol of man's mind, of mom's minds, to think that we'll do something when we're ready instead of doing it when God is inviting us to participate in what he can do. Because this is what God, this is all about what God is going to do. It's not about what you're going to do. It's not about how well you plan or the posters you buy or the notebook paper or the books. It's about being available for what God wants to come and do in the hearts and the minds and the souls of your family through home education. So, You've just now found this podcast. You've just now started homeschooling. One of the things we're going to be concentrating on in this new year, 2023, is the how. We've talked plenty about the why, and we hope the why is obvious, but we're going to spend the majority of this year talking about the how. So what are a couple of things we can offer to the mom and dad who's just started in January? We've already told them this is a great time to homeschool, but how can they start in January? What are just, you know, some, the short, super short list to get them started so that they can say, okay, well, what do I do? How can I do this? It's January. What are some of the top things, just the super simple way to get started on the right foot? So I would say if you've got littles, one of the best things that you can do to start home, homeschooling is start with family worship every day. Read God's word together and pray together. And I'm not talking about two or three hours. I'm talking about 15, 20 minutes. Read God's Word together, pray together, sing a hymn together. And make that a family event. Make that if a family if at all thing. possible, have Dad involved either before he leaves for work or uh, to end the, the day as well. But uh, if you do it twice, you know, do it with Mom in the morning if Dad has to leave early. Uh, do it with Dad if at all possible. And if Dad is not with you, then do it as a whole family thing to wrap up the day as well. Then I would say go about adopting a family rhythm for the day. So if you're going to do your family worship in the morning, just think through what would the rhythm. And I'm not talking schedule. I'm talking rhythm. How is the day ideally just going to flow for you? Because you're talking about stepping into a whole new reality. So let's say, for example, I'll do a really rough sketch of our once upon a time when everybody was home and everybody was, let's say, seventh grade and younger. Our rhythm was... Everybody was up in morning responsibilities, then family worship, and then breakfast responsibilities and breakfast, and then we would step right into school for the day, right? And our school followed a rhythm, but there was not a schedule, right? And so I would say instituting family worship, having responsibilities for all of the kids, and then the third thing, third, I'm going to do third and fourth. Third, get a hold of a really good, appropriate reading list and just start reading really good literature together. Establish family reading time. And you and I have talked about that, how to go about that. Um, We've got several resources on that. And then the last thing I'm going to say is get outside. Get outside in God's creation. I really do believe one of the huge things that the enemy is doing right now, he's keeping us inside and he's keeping us on screens. And screens are not evidence of the Creator God. Outside is. 
So get outside, go on hikes, get out in nature, observe what you see, and glorify God as creator, as sovereign king of the universe. Right, collect leaves, collect rocks, collect bugs. Right. Uh, And then we had what we called a nature journal. Mm -hmm. Now at Apologia, we published creation-based science, math, and Bible. Those are the primary subjects that we're publishing to help you in your homeschool journey. Uh, They all come with notebooking journals. Because the Charlotte Mason teaching philosophy encourages making a book or your reading come alive, not by taking a test, but by journaling what you're discovering and exploring. It's a way of processing what you're taking in. And so on the science side, we had what we called nature journals, which were just blank journals, and you collected something and you drew a picture of it, you wrote about it, and often for the really young kids... Mom or dad would rec- uh, the child would recite to the child what they wanted mom or dad to write in their notebook, uh, and maybe even help them draw. But then you would include that leaf, include that feather that they found, include you know anything that you could put in the nature or journal. Or sketch it. They yes. would always have a chance to draw it too. So I think those are just fundamental things that you can do together: family worship. Um, family responsibilities with some sort of a daily rhythm, and then reading time and getting outside in God's creation. I think that's just fundamental. Now, when you get into junior high and high school, junior high is its own animal. It's a transition between elementary school and high school, and it's pivotal because I really think those are the years when a child starts to own their education, take responsibility for their own studies, and it's it's really key, and we probably talk about that another time. But junior high and high school, if that's what you're pulling them out from, God bless you. Well done. It's very bold, but you need to get your brain around what they need to be doing and step into, and there's a ton of resources available. What do they need to do for English and science and math? And I'm just saying it it is a great time to pull them out for junior high and high school the first step for junior high and high school is keep breathing. Remember on the airplane, you have to put on your oxygen mask first before you can help somebody else. So mom, dad, if you're going to pull them out, great decision, but make sure you're still breathing. Realize that you've got some time to figure this out. There are great resources at Apologia, but also over at HSLDA. That is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, you can go to their website at hslda.org, and they have just a ton of resources for what you need to be teaching junior high and high school. You can check that out. You can click on those links, and you will be good to go. I'm just telling you, this is not easy, but it's not complicated. And so there are resources. We're available at Apology to answer your questions, call us, email us. We'd be happy to help. Get in touch with the people at HSLDA. If God is calling you to do this in January, do this. I remember the story. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. When Jesus is walking on the water toward the disciples, right? They're all, the, all 12 of the disciples are in the boat. Only one speaks up, and it's Peter. And Peter says to the Lord Christ, if it's you, call me to come to you. And Jesus says, come. And Peter gets out of the boat. Mom, Dad, if Jesus is saying, come, if he is saying, get out of the boat, for heaven's sake, get out of the boat. But don't do what Peter did. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Once you are out of the boat, once you're out of this box that is the public government school institution, keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't pay attention to the waves. Don't look at them at all. Keep your eyes on Him, and you will be amazed at what He will do. Well, it's time to bring this conversation to a close. But thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. And if you liked what you heard, please write a review, share it with your friends, or send us a podcast. Or send us an email. That would be podcast at apologia.com. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.